Shad. Be sure to wash your hands if they're extra sticky because it's time for another episode of That Was a Hoot, a Rocco's Modern Life recap series. Will episode do. 23. Yeah. Um, so I've been meaning to ask you, do you think cereal is a soup? Yes. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. Me and you on this podcast? Not on this one. Okay. Well, this is a different podcast. I want to know again why. IFNZ? Why? I mean, yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um. What did we determine was the definition of soup? Uh, liquid. I guess hot or cold. Did we discuss that? Because like it was, the, it was the temperature was, was because because I mentioned I think I feel like I remember this now. Should I ask another question? Because I said I brought up borscht, and you were like, "What is borscht?" And I was like, "It's beet soup." Yeah, it's cold and it's cold beet soup. That's it's like a very traditional yeah. dish in, in and Russia. we talk about hot cereal is oatmeal. It's true. So fuck me. Uh, what's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? <laughs> I don't I you know me I I don't uh I don't judge my smells. I don't partake in the smellings. <laughs> I I smell things for what they are. I don't mm-hmm. judge them as good or bad. Yeah, see see uh here's a little asterisk here. See episode like 23 <laughs> of the FNZ podcast. Where is the smells. where's the county of smells <laughs> and we bring it up again later on. <laughs> um but I don't know. I mean the the smells that come out of a human's body mm-hmm. are pretty heinous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like which ones in particular. What smells? Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's a lot of different odors. You yeah, know, you've got bad breath. You've got bo. You've got you, you know, got fecal uh, matter. Do do. Yeah. Uh, feet. I mean, I mean those. Even though it's like sweat and stuff like that, and boe, the feet have a tendency to that smell like almost like somebody poured vinegar in a bag of doritos like some kind of corn chip yeah that doesn't bother me and then it's sat in the sun bad for a while. feet doesn't smell doesn't doesn't bother me at all okay well i'm just trying to clarify for everybody uh, out there that that's what bad feet smells I mean, like fecal's rough for sure fecal's rough yeah i mean like maybe not, that should be the name of a new band not not in like <laughs> if it's not in water like and it's just like because water definitely do you masks. use do you use poopery at all i don't know no, um but yeah and and i mean the the nasty stuff that your body expels in a like a, an infected piercing. I don't want to get too gross around oh. here, but like, <laughs> oh. reminds me of when I had an abscess in my tooth. And it... <laughs> that reminds me of episode, episode seven, <laughs> segment one of Rocco's Modern Life called Fortune Cookie, came out December sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. At Fortune Cookie Incorporated, we see. The fortune writer creating uh, fortunes to go inside the cookies. Who who knew that would be what a fortune writer did? <laughs> they they uh, have a desk and they have a bunch <laughs> of cookies in the inbox, and then they got to put them in the outbox with the fortune in them. And that is a life. <laughs> uh, then we go to a shark who is at Filbert's house, saying that they are uh, there to meet their next mega spin winner, and a bunch of beavers hammer out uh, his house. And Filbert comes out in a flower costume with a fake bee on a spring on his head. He says he's really busy right now. (laughs) Now, I remember last episode, you said there was a lot to unpack in that paragraph. (laughs) Let's revisit it again. (laughs) If you haven't caught up with the episode, again, it's episode seven (laughs) of season three. Please watch it because... There is definitely a bit to unpack. Just and that moment of him just speaking out with the flower costume. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filbert is on the Mega Spin show, and then he gets really excited that he's going to be Mr. Lucky. Later at the restaurant, Yin O Chin, Filbert, Rocco, and Heifer are eating, and Filbert is getting recognized at the, as a celebrity already. We find out that if he wins, he will get a brand new house. When the fortune cookie comes, Filbert gets his fortune. Bad luck and misfortune will infest your pathetic soul for all eternity, which is the one that we saw the person at the very beginning of the episode writing. Uh, fun fact for those at home playing the game uh, along with us of listening. Uh, I literally read that out like that every time I'm at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> like if I'm with my wife or with our family or yeah. her family, mm-hmm. they'll ask what everybody says. And I say that. Really? I'm not even joking. Wow. To this day, I say bad luck and misfortune will infest your pathetic soul for all eternity. <laughs> every single time I do it. Dang. <laughs> Uh, so this immediately gets Filbert worked up and angry. Rocco says it's only a stupid fortune cookie, and Filbert throws it away. After that, he run, has a run-in with a gaggle of black cats. I didn't know that was the technical term. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> yeah, on the street. Breaks a bunch of mirrors, and then he walks under a ladder. Uh, somewhere else, a pigeon is threatening to jump off the statue, and really, really big man is trying to save it. Uh, he has the pigeon look into his nipples of the future, and the pigeon sees positive things until Filbert shows up, and really, really big man's nipples go crazy. And I'm saying, like, crazy. They're all over the place. They sure are. They're like the arms of the Whomping Willow on Harry Potter. 100 percent. <laughs> really, really big man says that uh, there must be a negative presence in order for his nipples to go that crazy. The nipples stick to really, really big man's eyes, and he says he's suffering from nipple blindness. After he runs away, Filbert is left with the ladder stuck to him, surrounded by cats, and the pigeon is trying to possibly poop on him while he is repeating, I am Mr. Lucky. I am Mr. Lucky. This might be one of the most messed up scenes in the entire show. I love seeing the cats continuously following him while he's walking and everything. Uh, so Filbert shows up at Rocco's house with his ladder cat sitting around. Now a ring cloud. Uh, he explains everything that has happened to him while Rocco's house just completely falls apart around him. Uh, they go back to the Yenoching and uh, Filbert then makes uh, makes them all open fortune cookies again. I guess in the hopes of trying to get a to more positive fort- yeah. fortune. So Filbert opens up the same fortune. And no matter how many he opens, he keeps getting the same exact bad fortune uh, omen. Uh, Heifer then gets an idea. We then see Filbert at the Mega Spin Show with four with four leaf clovers on his head, rabbit feet around his neck, and golden horseshoes nailed to his shell. If he wins, he will be able to get a new trailer home. Most of the people on the, in when he said new home originally, not that there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with trailers. But I was thinking he would get like a mansion, mm-hmm. like a, a, a big, not home. another single wood, not just a newer version of the exact same thing he has. Right. Like I when I'm thinking new home, I'm thinking but maybe you're also bigger. you're thinking like a sweepstakes. You're thinking this is like they're they're clearly spoofing on a light spoof of like a publisher's clearing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yes. Whenever they're doing this kind of a thing, you're thinking like, oh, they, they, the concept of that now is like, oh, win $5,000 a week yeah. or whatever it is right. for life, you know? Um, so you think of something huge and extravagant, not something that's like, oh, this is another like $30,000 home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Most of the people 
in the audience are people that were harmed by Filford's misfortunes. When he spins the wheel, it falls off, the nut crushing someone in the audience, and then the wheel going all through town, crushing buildings and the people. Uh, the wheel goes through the opening credits of the show uh, and then shows a bunch of people screaming, including a headless person in a suit, uh, then shows a dead fly in a bowl, someone screaming about the dead fly in a bowl, <laughs> a rooster crows, someone strangles a hot dog. How come I keep getting these paragraphs? <laughs> and so much more. After the wheel finally destroys the whole world, it lands on the wind thing, and Filbert is officially Mr. Lucky. <laughs> This is this has to be we're getting into wild. I, I'm I'm curious. I don't remember how the rest of three seasons deep. We got only one more yeah. to go. I think it's just gonna get worse. Like it just feels like it's gonna yeah, it's just it got to the point the in time where Joe Murray and them are probably like, Hey, our contract ends here. Well, we know that from our our, our history lesson on episode one of mm-hmm. That Was a Hoot, Joe Murray is not even really part of the show anymore Steven as of season three. Still? So Steven Hildeberg has yeah. taken over as head writer, which I guess it, it, this fatty, crazy stuff makes that they're all doing the sense in the world. It does make all the sense in the world, but it also like speaks volumes for him because then that shows Nickelodeon like this guy knows how to write just ridiculously <laughs> yes. funny stuff. Let's give him this yeah. show that he wants to write about a sponge in a in a pineapple. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, because we kind of, if I remember right, this is season three is about the time that Joe decides that. This isn't the show for him. He's yeah. ready to leave it. You know, he has all that trauma with his wife. Dude, what is it? Camp Lazlo? What did we? T- I forgot what, uh, how we talked about. Camp Lazlo is the next One show after this. Yeah. I don't remember how what kind of gap there is uh, I between. Think it was, I think it was decently substantial. Like the we're in probably in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. Uh, do you believe in luck, good or bad? Any luck? Is luck real? Um, no. Okay. No, I don't. I don't believe in luck per se i think that you believe in statistics not necessarily that either (laughs) you have to believe in that it's real it's math no i don't i don't do math (laughs) i don't do math well um uh yeah yeah i believe in math and statistics uh no about the earth i I think like like a lot of people perceive uh the same thing with like fate and things of that nature that like fate and luck and all of those things kind of can come up in the same kind of conversation. I don't think that everything for you is written down and set in stone somehow. Like yeah. you create your own luck, you create your own path. Like home is where you make it. Home, home where you make it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode seven, segment two. Dear John, dear Slim, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rocco opens up his mailbox to a bunch of RSVPs to a housewarming party. Uh, he talks about making Nana Sheila's dish potato al dente. Uh, then a satellite comes crashing into his home from space. A government agent shows up and tells Rocco this is not a weather balloon <laughs> and not a satellite. They then tell him uh, that they aren't going to fix the damages <laughs> and then promptly leave. <laughs> the setup is these these first paragraphs are just are getting wacky. It really is. Like the they're just getting into an episode. They're just like, yes. we need to get into just something. <laughs> so Rocco is having a housewarming party. Yeah. So for a home he's presumably been living in for over at, yeah. At least two years because uh-huh. we've got two seasons and I think that uh-huh. they kind of represent a year of life. Um Potatoes al dente is just potatoes still firm. 
Because mm-hmm. al dente is like when you get a noodle, mm-hmm. right? That's like yeah, like to me, one of the worst ways you could cook a potato. <laughs> you think of I'm thinking scalloped potatoes, but you did not cook them yeah. all the way. <laughs> they're just they're still very <laughs> yeah crunchy, still real hard. Uh, Heffer tells him kitchens look good with skylights in them, uh, but Rocco. Uh, but then tells Rocco that his renter's agreement doesn't cover objects falling from the space, and he better call a state licensed contractor. Number one, Rocco rents. This mm-hmm. isn't something we've known before. Nope. We even had mentioned that maybe he inherited this house from his dead grandma, who is a body in the garage at some point in time. Yeah. But maybe that's not his grandma. And, and maybe a renter's body, grandma yes. body. And, and because I... Th- was so, there like whenever any damages have happened to his house, like it happened dozens of times now, does that come out of his own pocket? Is that why he's so poor? <laughs> Is it because he's constantly paying off debts to the renters? <laughs> it could be. It could possibly be. And then number two, Dude, his landlord's pockets must be fat. Right. <laughs> or and uh, and then number two, Heifer got smart again for a moment and yeah. was like, according to your renter's agreement, uh, and then we see that Ferb, the contractor, shows up to see the damage, and he laughs a lot. Mm-hmm. Is this the same guy from the piping? I don't know. Remember the pipe with the fish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that? I Ferb? don't know if it's the same. I can't remember if that guy's name was. Ferb. Ooh, we might have another reoccurring character. Maybe. Hever suggests that they watch. I can probably fix that to get some pointers from Bob Bucky Taylor. Uh, then a commercial comes on for the annual home repair convention. Very convenient, where they can get a <laughs> foot massage. From an aluminum siding salesman, see the newest lawn elves and participate hammer t- and participate hammer talk, uh, as well as meet Bob Bucky Taylor. This sounds like a Mad Lib. This like that sentence. This sentence. Just... All of them do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> Did I watch these episodes? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> also at the convention, you can play Win a Kitchen to get a fully installed kitchen. Heifer says they should go down and try to win it. They see the Bulbomatic, the Inflatalon, mm. and at the hot tubs, Heifer says he smells chicken soup, and we see that there's a chicken getting out of the hot tub fully cooked. Uh, <laughs> then we find a the win it, then they find the win a kitchen game and enter. Uh, so a little aside, uh, yesterday when we were at the concert, mm-hmm. uh, for those again playing at home. <laughs> never get old <laughs> um i went and seen dashboard confessional and andrew mcmahon in the wilderness and uh the new venue that's out there the music park yeah the st louis music mm-hmm. park uh they have astroturf that's over on the side yes um so they had the astroturf set up and we were in between uh some artists in, in between dashboard and andrew mm-hmm. and we were walking down to get a drink and just kind of stretch our legs and go to the bathroom and they had set up like half a dozen or more cornhole yeah. games and stuff. So people were playing that and stuff. I hadn't actually gone over there before since we'd been there a couple times now. But we went over there. We didn't play, but we were walking around the AstroTurf. It is so soft, <laughs> like like the cushiony and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It makes me, that's what made me think of the, so you, the Inflatalon. You, you can buy into like, this Inflatalon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, I never want to mow again. Just <laughs> kill it all. And then put down AstroTurf. There you go. I like that. This. That's healthy for the environment too, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so it's down to Rocco, Nutsy McCutley, and a big can of baked beans. <laughs> the final question is, how big is really, really big man's kitchen? 
and Rocco wins with the answer. Really, really? Uh, he won a spoon and would have to win every single day of the summer to get the entire kitchen. <laughs> Heifer tells Rocco to get the uh, Bob Bucky Taylor kit to fix it. Uh, Rocco goes, uh, goes for it, and they begin to work on the kitchen. After working all night and a lot of yelling, they're finished. But when they, uh, but then they find out that they were on the wrong chapter and they've turned their kitchen into a bathroom. I don't call that like a downgrade. <laughs> I'd be kind of cool. Uh, they call up a helpline and Bob Bucky Taylor shows up with his crew to fix the problem and film it for his show. Uh, he says that he doesn't do that and uh, doesn't do any of the work anymore. Though he can't tell hammer from a hemorrhoid. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's quite a line. Uh, he kicks them out while they work, and then uh, when they return, the crew has turned all of Rocco's rooms into bathrooms, <laughs> including his ballroom. <laughs> New piece of information. <laughs> this house has a ballroom. Rocco kicks the crew out of the house. Rocco has a plan and makes the housewarming a themed bathroom party, a baño bash, as Heather Heifer calls it, amongst many other things. Uh, it goes over really well, and we see Bob Bucky Taylor selling a new line of videos when a satellite lands on him and uh, probably doesn't kill him, but lands on him. Yeah. Have I you? Think, ever... I don't know if anybody dies in the show. I don't think like, so. Other than Rocco's car, which I'm pretty sure we see later it's on. And I think it's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to a themed party? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, have. I have been. Uh, we had, I've done a, a murder mystery themed party oh, yeah. uh, for a Halloween party one time. Um, and we all dressed up as respective characters that were attending the party. Nice. But uh, so I was uh, Dr. Jack Skellington for the party. Okay. And then my lovely wife was Sally okay. Skellington as yeah. well. Um, and I can't remember who the murderer was at one point in time. Mandy's mom and stepdad came and they were at the party dressed as if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think they were uh Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Okay. Her mom like put on the Jesse Pinkman outfit, had like a beanie on and even use like the pencil to draw on like fake mustache and shit. <laughs> what about you? It's funny. I don't I don't remember. I'm gonna say no, but is it like a birthday party that has a specific theme to it? Uh is that correlated in the well, same thing or does it have to be like everybody's doing something? I think that. It? I think it's more yeah. of like, yeah, not the birthday being themed. You have to like everybody dresses. It's yeah. uh what's that immersive? Yeah, it's an immersive experience, mm -hmm. like going to an escape room, the uh, going to <laughs> the new Star Wars hotel. Yeah, uh, is it's like that. Is this an ad for the new Star Wars hotel? The uh, what's it called? Galaxy's Edge Hotel Emporium. That's not it, but it's good. It's close. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Almost as close as episode eight, uh, segment one called Speaking Terms. Uh oh, this came out uh, post Christmas. This was after Christmas. Double right. Christmas Eve Eve <laughs> on December 30th, 1995. On the show Nosy, we see Heifer and Rocco are on an episode called People Who Hate Their Best Friends. They haven't spoken for three days. It appears that Philbert reached out to the show to get them on. Philbert uh, is obsessed with this show. Uh, Rocco explains that on his birthday, Heifer showed up at the house and ate all of Rocco's food. Then Rocco tells him it's his birthday, and Heifer gives Rocco the goo from his belly button. <laughs> the story is painted like Rocco is in a good two, uh, is a goody two shoes, and Heifer's a giant, dumb, rude buffoon. 
I like the animation in the stories too. Mm-hmm. Like it's slightly yeah. different. Uh, then Heifer says he wants to be able to tell the truth since Rocco did not. Heifer's side of the story is that he showed up at Rocco's to hang out and Rocco was in one of his moods. Rocco asked if Heifer knew what day it was. Heifer asked if he could use the bathroom and made Rocco a homemade ghost type statue out of toothpaste and toilet paper. Heifer said it was divine inspiration and he was glad he didn't buy some dumb present at a store. Heifer says that Rocco went crazy when presented with the gift and kicked him out. Then they start to argue on the show. Filbert tells them that they need to save some of that for the camera because they could get the sh- get on the show all week long and they get $40 a day. <laughs> From the audience, Filbert says this is the best show. A couple of pigs say Steers and Wallabies shouldn't be friends anyways. And then Heifer's mom says they are the best of friends and shouldn't let this argument get between them. Then at commercial break, Heifer apologizes for forgetting Rocco's birthday, and Rocco apologizes for blowing up. Is Heifer's mom's accent? She's like like almost Wisconsin. Very, right? Yeah, very like northern. Very yeah. north. Uh, Nosey tells them they better spice this up, but when they go back on air, they say they just want to be best friends again. The audience walks out, but Philbert says, why don't you talk to them about the space aliens in their basement? And then the entire audience <laughs> rushes back in in one fraction of a second. Uh, they make up a bunch of stuff and then leave the show to go get tacos. At El Choki Taco, <laughs> they eat something that doesn't resemble a taco at all Mm-mm. and tell each other how much they enjoy being friends when Filbert shows up in a flying saucer with some aliens and says he's going to Hawaii. But when he asks what's for dinner, the aliens look at him with forks and knives. Nice. What's your favorite nosy type show? Like, obviously, nosy is a fake show, but it's based on like. Any Ricky kind of like, or Ricky Lake, yeah, uh, Maury Provit, Provich. I think probably Maury Povich. I've always I enjoyed like Maury's uh, presence, the way he talks and everything like that. Yeah, it's never really truly been about like the psychology of the things as much as it is just general trash TV. But yeah, I think he presents himself in maybe one of the least trashy ways. I guess right. Ricky Lake, in the same sense, was not really hers. Was the same kind of principle in a certain yeah. extent, but not really you know funneled down the yeah. same thing is, does oprah fall into that category too she probably did at one point in time at least maybe um and you got i think like montel williams was like a big one i like montel a lot mm-hmm. um jerry springer would be a lot of people's favorites probably yeah but i just wasn't into that that is like just super trash TV, yeah trash tv yeah and i know maury especially closer toward the end of his stuff had gotten to the point to where it was very much that ilk. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. For sure. But then, like, I just remember when I was younger and my dad would have that on sometimes. Sally Jesse Raphael. Didn't really watch Sally Jesse. I remember her iconic glasses. Yes. But that's about really the extent <laughs> of it. I don't really remember even how she talked. I guess technically, like, like, Judge Judy was is 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 the same kind of show. Yeah, but and just then, like, she, different. She, I don't understand what happened with her. She retired from Judge Judy. <laughs> and now she has a new and show she has on a new, Yeah, she has a new show where she's also a judge <laughs> again. But it's not Judge Judy. It's called something else. Yeah. It's like Judge Judy Johnson or something like yeah, that. Like something. just added in her last name. <laughs> Maybe. That's it. Yeah. I'm almost positive that's what it was. <laughs> Triple J. Uh, so episode two or episode eight, segment two, Tooth and Nail. Uh, at the Scratch and Sniff Cafe, Rocco tells Heifer that he thinks he has an eating problem, but Heifer doesn't think so. 
waiter waitress drops off the menus with a scratch and sniff, uh, no pictures, no names. And uh, Heifer and Filbert talk about their options, but Rocco says that he thinks his card's broken. And they point out that it's not working because Rocco has no nails to scratch the card because he's chewed them all off. Ooh. Heifer then comes at Rocco the same way Rocco is going at Heifer about his weight. Rocco denies having an issue at all and eventually runs out of the restaurant. At the house, Rocco is still mad at Filbert and Heifer, but can't even open a soda can without issues or scratch himself. Then they try to act like they tell him to like pick up a quarter or a dime or something. Yeah, in the, in when the they diner. show up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's at the diner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rocco tries to resist biting his nails and hides it from his uh, hides his hands in a ham and monkey puppet. So his friends don't see his hands. Uh, he then goes to the phone book to find help and finds the Chameleon Brothers Sure Clinic, Sure Cure Clinic for psychos, fatzos, and nail biters. The Chameleon Brothers kick Rocco out though. Uh, because he doesn't have enough money, and they send him home with a send him home with a home kit. They uh, they tell him tell him that this is a very expensive place for people who have a lot of money, and they Super know he does exclusive. <laughs> yes, and he's excluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home uh, the home kit is an empty paper bag uh, until Rocco throws it on the ground, and then it becomes a set of stairs with a bunch of creatures on it. They are the twelve steps. I, I lied. This is very iconic to me. <laughs> I remember this very well. It's almost yeah, like I think about it. It's it's very similar to an episode that I believe comes through in the next chunk of episodes we do. Yeah, Wacky Deli. Uh, so first they make him confess, and they tell him that only he only needs six steps for a problem that small. The rest of them pack up and they go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, he then does step two, which is squish the fish. Step three, smell the rhino. Step four, shave the weasel. Step five, pick the foot. And step six, which is a ghost of the future type thing. Uh, We see the store Feet of the Stars uh, has been broken into, and Heifer and Filbert are looking for Rocco. (laughs) Rocco has broken to the store and stole a feet uh, to chew on the toenails of the foot. He's in a dumpster while he's doing this, Mm -hmm. mind you. Uh, Then we see that Rocco is hallucinating and was actually just chewing on Heifer's foot. It like kicks him off. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So like this, this uh, brings up the question. So like the feet of the stars thing, would that not just be like a wax museum dedicated to that? Or are these the actual like chopped off feet? feet? Oh, that's fucking gross. (laughs) I was thinking, is he just chewing on like hard wax at this point in time? And that's as he get in his quote unquote fix. I thought I took it as these are deceased. People, celebrities they cut off their feet cut off to their preserve feet. them <laughs> i like that story better though <laughs> rocco comes back to uh to and swears that he will never chew on his nails again and then we see the other six steps are broke in vegas and one is having trouble admitting that he has a gambling problem um the end i feel like the the 12 steps could have been their own spinoff show like oh, i could yeah. have totally seen the 12 steps. I don't know how it would have went as a kid's cartoon, essentially about addiction, but they were they were entertaining enough in this one episode that we could have definitely seen a 12 steps show. Yeah. All right. And we could have wrote a song about it called 12 Steps, and then it would have just been two steps, but it would change two it steps to 12. Six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the weirdest thing you uh, have ever stuck your hand in? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like Rocco stuck his hand in the ham, yeah, and the monkey puppet. The monkey puppet's not that weird, but the ham is, yeah. And I was like, I get to thinking about like, well, what is like, what weird thing have I stuck my hand in? I don't know. I don't know why you would call like is that sticking your hand in a ham weird? 
why <laughs> I don't. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna use the. I'm not gonna go below the belt. I'm not gonna say my ass. Oh, because you haven't done that. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like I've I've stuffed uh I've stuffed turkey and chicken and stuff like that before. That's true. Yeah, you've you've so, I mean, handled I've, a lot I've, of foods. Probably. I've handled a lot of meat in my day. I was thinking like I can't think of like what's a weird thing to stick. I'm not like I've not like done anything for a cow. You like know, like a bucket of goo. Like I imagine like. Ugh. Like if they're like a bucket of um, like grease, fry vat grease. Yeah. Like and somebody lost their key down there and it's like a skeleton key. And then I stuck my arm in it to get the skeleton key. And then I found out that it actually opens an old white door in somebody's attic. And behind it are my demons. Podcast day is a very dangerous day. <laughs> This has been an IFNZ production. Yeah.